1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
0: We are recording episode 872 with the one and only Mr. Greg Phillips. Thank you to Mr. Jeffrey Prather for uh, putting me in touch with you. Mr. Phillips, for all the listeners who don't know you, please introduce yourself.
1: Well, thank you so much. My name is Greg Phillips. Uh, a lot of people know me these days as the guy with the beard in the 2000 Mules movie. Um, you know, the reality is little bit different. Uh, i own a healthcare technology company. We do healthcare fraud detection and all sorts of other stuff. Um, we, um, I've been in the election intelligence business, uh, both in the U.S. and abroad, uh, since '82, and uh, I've done all manner of stuff. Uh, these days, uh, we are uh, not just a surfacer and acquirer of information, uh, but we, uh, you know, we uh, we exploit and we we uh, analyze and we we uh, uh, we action out. So. Uh we're doing uh, we're doing a lot of things that, you know, frankly, I think a lot of our donors probably believe the government should be doing, but they're just not getting it done. And, um, you know, and there's some lines, but but uh, that's 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 life these days. And uh, thank you so much for having me on on the call on your uh, podcast. Tom.
0: Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. And for all future listeners, today is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Um, I guess just to get right to it, the the big question is election integrity. Uh, nothing matters. For, I mean, nothing made me more f- furious than about a month after the twenty twenty election, when you had a bunch of people, uh, you know, talking about the rhinos that were uh certifying the election, and they're like, "Wait till they get primaried," and I was like, "Do you not? Do you not just see saw what just happened? Like, it it doesn't matter." And you know, I've I've interviewed Joe Ken, Anthony Sabatini, um. Several other guys. Well, the guy that just, excuse me, the guy that just won in Georgia. His name's escaping me right now. The, uh, the former uh, trucker who just won his spot in Congress. But really, the big yeah. thing comes down to none of this, and truly, none of this matters if there are not secure elections. I've I've been uh, blessed to interview General Flynn's brother, Joe Flynn who I guess speaking on General Flynn's behalf said that he fears a black swan event in 2022 or 2024 and that they simply won't allow elections. What, you seem to be the the master on this. How is it going to pan out? What if, that, that's the trillion dollar question, but what does is, what is your crystal ball tell you?
1: Well, uh, it, you know, and uh, I know Joe and Mike and, and uh, you know, all of us, you know, You know, I don't think any of us have time to really, you know, be friends and hang out, but but we do spend time and and we we all talk about these things. And, you know, our our, um, position on this is that so much of what is happening now and that people have come to know as election fraud and you know um, voter fraud that kind of stuff it's really you know this country's been doing this to each other we've been doing this to various parties for 200 years i mean we've been doing this almost from the beginning Uh, 200 years ago andrew jackson lost his first race for the presidency uh, because they cheated him out of it Uh, he came back a few years later and won you know won the presidency by cheating better than they did (laughs) Um, you know, and you take it all the way through the 1800s. I mean, cheating got so bad, they quit using boxes because they didn't know what was in the box. So they made them use glass bowls. There's a few of those big, these good, big glass bubbles and, um, in uh, uh, the Smithsonian Institute, and that's what they are. And and if you really think about that and you think, wow, we've been doing this forever. And then you kind of fast forward, as technology progressed, what they figured out how to do was to cheat more and more by codifying a broken process. So they break a process, like cleaning the voter rolls, for example. They don't really clean them. There's all sorts of lies. Every single one of them, Republican, Democrat, they're all liars. They are not cleaning these rolls. But they, they sort of give the illusion that they are by deploying these different technologies, saying they're gonna do this, saying they're gonna do that. And, and so much of what's happened to us has been a institutionalization of the fraud in the form of a codified, pro- broken process. And if you contemplate that and you think, wow, that's, that's a big thing to think about, but there are a few election processes that can't be manipulated Now they don't even have to really, it's not technically even cheated anymore because they've embedded it in the process. That all said, um, obviously there's some huge things going on right now. Some of them are, some of the things we look at are old school. I know there are other people looking at, you know, the machines and all this different stuff. Um, But the one thing I think that all of us in this space do agree with is that they've gotten into a place now where the, the depth and breadth of the information op is so significant the cheating is almost expected, right? I mean, Aaron Lewis's song, you know, it says, you know, everybody's shaking their head saying something ain't right. Well, right. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Everybody's like, what, what's happening here? What I think is going to emerge from all of this is, is, I, I, I hope that Joe and Mike aren't right. And, and while I, I, I absolutely can't dismiss that as possibility. You know, I think what's more possible is more of the same crap. Um, you know, like you said, uh, everybody's like, I can't wait to primary these guys. We're going to beat them. And then we don't beat them. You know, we, we've we got the same rules in place in Arizona that we had in place in, 2000, in 2020. There was a lot of lip service, a lot of the lies told by that Republican legislature. You know, I hope they all get beat because they the, the, they didn't just sort of insinuate, imply or. Or out and out why that they were going to do something to people in Arizona, they did it to America. Right. That 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 place is broken, flat out broken. There were four consent decrees that their Secretary of State signed, Katie Hobbs, the lady who's now running for governor. She had four consent decrees that when I presented there at the legislature in December of 2021, I brought the four consent decrees with me. And I'm I don't remember, I shouldn't say all, but but ninety nine percent of the members in that room had no idea about it. They actually came back to me and asked me for copies of them later. So so if you think about that, just on its surface, so what you have is you have a a rogue criminal secretary of state. She's signing law or signing um, agreements behind everyone's back. She's changed. She's changing things to take the force and effect of of the law. The legislature knows that. And they did nothing to stop her. Nothing. Ducey did. The governor there did nothing to stop her. And and that's just repeated over and over again. So let's look at all of these states. Georgia passed a law and it made it worse. Now they put the drop boxes inside a building and took the cameras off of them completely. So no one can see anything. Um, Arizona did nothing. Michigan did nothing, Pennsylvania did nothing, and Wisconsin did nothing. And some of those they can't because they don't have enough power. They didn't have a governor in Pennsylvania. Y'all get that, I'm not fussing about that. But in places where they could have changed it and made it better, in Georgia and Arizona in particular, they did nothing. And so if we're running for the same broken processes, the same dirty voter rolls, the same drop boxes, the same mail, you know, mass mailing of ballots and then in places like like uh, pinal county arizona they screwed up the ballots they knew they were going to screw them up and then they injected sixty three thousand new ballots into the system during the primary and now nobody knows what to do and i think everybody believes that every single candidate that loses and that has something to do with pinal county has a cause of action they knew when that happened that before it happened they all they all had a big meeting and they all got together and they said, what are we going to do? Well, we're not going to be ready. Let's just go with what we have. Okay. That's, a, that's, that's like flaw number one, right? And then when it all blew up, they like, oh, well, let's fix it. Let's just make a whole bunch of more Xerox copies of these ballots and send 63,000 more of them out. And I, and I know that's just one example, but, but everybody knew that Arizona was broken. They knew Arizona was broken. Katie Hobbs knew Arizona was broken, and she facilitated the cheating. And And so I, I don't know the answer to your question, um, but as I said, I hope Mike and Joe aren't right, and I know a lot of people think that. But what I do know is the same damn cheating that happened last time is going to happen again. So unless Republicans or conservatives or whomever get out and, and you know, vote, First of all, vote on all the crap and bring in some new people, nothing's ever gonna change, which brings me to the last point. The cabal that was created after Trump was elected that allowed two Russian f- false you know, uh, investigations, two impeachments, um, they, they cheated at, at almost at, at, at will and nobody did anything. We sued the state of Nevada, and Catherine did it. The True the Vote team did. In um, the spring of 2020, when we knew all this was going on, the Republican Secretary of State basically lied to everyone and said, "Oh, there's no problem here. Mm-mm, nothing to see here, folks. I, you know, just nothing to see here." Then she supported. A few a, about a month later, because she knew she was in trouble with this lawsuit, she supported the legislature to change the law to codify all of the cheating that she had put in place in the first place. And on top of that, the head of the Republican National Committee came out and said, Oh, you know, those true the vote people, they're just stirring up trouble. We're for this Secretary of State and we're for these changes. So if you have the Republican establishment, the Democrat establishment, everyone on the left, you have the same laws, the same processes, I, I, the only thing that can overwhelm it is an, is an absolute pushback from the pro-freedom movement, the pro-patriot movement, the pro-liberty movement, to just absolutely overwhelm their cheating with votes, and I think that's what's going to happen. So, sure, we're going to win the con- Congress back, uh, we'll probably win the Senate back. Uh, we might pick up a few seats in the Arizona House, we might not. But my view of that is, if they're going to do nothing, who cares? These people, these people had control of the Senate. I'm in, I'm talking about in, in D.C. They had control when in Trump's first two years, control of the Senate, and control of the House, and control of the White House, and they did a whole bunch of nothing to fix all this. These these state legislators and these governors that have ch- Republicans that have chosen to do nothing. You know they're they're culpable as the rest of them I, 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 we vote them all out or we're all or we're all dead. That said, they're all still in place, processes are still in place, everything that's wrong, and everything that was wrong about twenty twenty is still wrong today. now it's harder to cheat when you're not doing a presidential election but but that that said, I mean they're going to cheat. look, they're cheating each other right now. they're cheating each other in the primaries, and we've got examples of cheat going on. <laughs> I was tell that. They cheat each other more than they cheat us, Tommy. It's crazy.
0: It it kind of harkens back to memories of uh, of Trump's uh, first or second debate with a uh, with Hillary, and it's uh it's her talking about you know that Donald has been avoiding uh, taxes for that, and he goes, well, you've been in you've been in government for thirty seven years, and you haven't changed any of it. it. Does bring up the question of if there was cheat, and I believe there was. I mean. I watched the election on that night. I watched it all pause and start going backwards. And I have screenshots on my phone of like CNN's map as the shades of the uh, colors of the states start to reverse. If all these people were in charge to do this and they're all, you know, rah, rah, this is a threat to our republic. Where's the effect of change? Where is it? I mean, do you go full conspiracy and say, oh, it's a it's the it's the and I'm not I just did an interview about the deep state with uh, Peter Dale Scott. I don't mean that in a conspiracy. There's clearly a deep state. There's clearly an entrenched intelligence uh, apparatus. I mean, back to Dwight Eisenhower, January 17th, 1961, military industrial complex, Smedley Butler, back to 1933, FDR talking about how some private letter, you and I both know that uh, financial interests have been running this country for the last century. That's not a conspiracy. I mean, more so the, the act of the conspiracy you know why wasn't it flipped on on January six? Why did they certify? It seems like there is a a hidden hand, and that's you got and you got to be careful at that because once you start writing everything off as oh well, there's a deep apparatus. Well, then it's like having a blank check. You can just say everything you don't like okay. is the, the actions of of the CIA or whatever. But sure, if there was actual concern. This all would have been changed. And I think what this is really illuminating is that it is it is the Uniparty. It is the cabal that the lumbering big machine just going one step forward at a time, just like the defense budget always goes through just like on butter. There's no there's no defiance to it. It seems like that's what's happening now. If they really wanted to break up big tech and stop censorship, they would have. If they really wanted to stop the if they really wanted to seal up the border they would if they really wanted to slow down inflation we wouldn't be writing a 10th of a trillion to ukraine if they don't want it to change and i agree with you and I, and i hate that it's the answer but it seems like you just sort of have to hope and pray that it gets overwhelmed you want it to be such an overwhelming wave that they either can't cheat or their cheating must become so apparent Right. If I'm running, if I'm running, if it's you and me and we're running like a 400 meter sprint, I don't know how in shape you are. I don't know how in shape I am. We might get a little close and, you know, maybe I can like tug on your shirt, but if it's me versus Usain Bolt, I mean, I got to have a guy with a rifle in the crowd, shooting him in the leg. It's, but you know, but it forces the hand, it forces it to be so overt that it, that you can't help but see it in the, in the the bright light to shift from that whole rant. I think I just saw today or yesterday on Twitter, about biden giving a a billion dollars to i think dhs or hud to uh to uh a turn turn ballot harvesting into a, a federal operation is that the nail in the coffin for elections
1: yeah well I, look i think that uh you know those kind there's there still some um you know ken paxton's of the world the attorney general down in texas and there's still enough of those guys out there where they're going to push back i mean you know um Michael Watson, the Secretary of State of Mississippi, is, uh, is, is an old friend. And, and Michael's as is, is significant a patriot as, as anyone I know. And, and they're just not going to stand back and watch this. And so my, <laughs> my hope is that, um, that, that you know, Tommy, I think one of the things that Mules did, um, and people can believe it or not believe it or whatever, but here's what, what we believe happened. it's the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back because they were, you know, for for years we've been under lockdowns and wear your mask and get the jab and sit down and shut up and we're going to mail out all these ballots and we're going to do all this stuff. And, every you know, if you have anything to say about it, January 6th, you're mad about it. We're going to put you in prison and we're not even going to tell anybody, you know, what you did. Um, And so you just go on and on and on and on and you think through all of these things like. OK, well, what's it going to take to, to stop all of this? I think that what mules did was it, it gave people something to that they could believe in because it was data driven. It wasn't, you know, about a PCAP being sent from Rome via satellite. It wasn't about, you know, a machine, which, you know, a lot of people don't understand. Um, there, there, there wasn't any of that. This was just this was just old school cheating. They found ballots, they bundled those ballots, and they stuffed those ballots in the ballot box. And that's it. And, and I think that, that millions of people, not just in America, but all over the world, they're translating this movie now in, in, in Italy into Italian and in Spain into Spanish. And they previewed it at the EU and Brussels. People are seeing, people are calling me. I had a, guy, a friend of mine call me from Mozambique the other day. I had I have friends calling me from all over the world. I have people calling me from Australia and everywhere else where their freedoms have been stolen. You know, it's a it's a truth. It's a truism that the human heart longs to be free. And it's an immutable truth. And there's nothing they can do about it. Now, for people that aren't free, the Chinese and, you know, the, the, the people that are beat down, You know, that will take that will take some sort of a a massive revolution and lots of lots of blood will spill. Um, I think that in America, people are so done with it that there's not going to be anywhere else for them to go. They have nowhere further left to go. They can't move anywhere closer to Marxism or socialism or whatever the hell they're calling it these days. There's just nowhere else to go without cracking this thing wide open. I think that's what they're trying to do, right? They're obviously trying to indict Trump so that he can't run again. Um, you know, you re- I read a poll, some survey, or not, it wasn't even a survey, it was a study done by these by some academicians, and they were saying 50% of Americans believe there's going to be a civil war. And, and you read into it, and it's really not at all what it, what it was really trying to say. What it really was, was a bunch of leftist ac- academicians saying that, that the right the extreme the extreme white right is going to is going to do something and everybody better get ready because we're gonna have to kill them all and you really you really have to contemplate those things sort of in in some context with the context being okay they've moved the needle this far left and and so no matter what you believe on the continuum we've moved you know as far towards socialism as we've ever been maybe in this country's history uh, save the 1930s and forties and then you, and then you think, okay, well, what stopped it in the forties? World, World war II, right? And then, okay, well, what, 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 are we going to do to stop it? What happened, you know, in, in the sixties and what, ha- how, did we get out of this right now? That needle has moved. They, it's buried left. It can't go much further without blowing this thing up, but I think they're trying. I just don't think they have anywhere to go. And I think there are I think this 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 movement, you know, I don't think mules caused it. I just think mules was just a straw that that did break the camel's back. And now people are just willing to say, no, I'm not doing this. You know, I believe in God. I believe in the Constitution. I believe in my family. I believe in guns. I believe in in all of these things. And no one's going to take anything else from me. And I think there's more of that. No, you're not doing this to me. There's a, a, an old Irish folk song called the, game, uh, the Patriot game uh, kind of kind of modeled by my, uh, um, my new podcast patriotgames.com, out of this and and in the song um, the song is all about a, a, a young guy who who leaves his family and he's 16 years old, he's a kid and you know what he's gonna go fight for his country and the Patriot game is your love of country in fact at one point in the song, it, it, it says, the love of one's country is a terrible thing. You know, it banishes fear with the speed of a flame. And he goes on to talk about because pe- people aren't afraid. And what they're not afraid of is what, pe- it, it, if they've stolen freedom from us, what else do we have to fear, right? And and people just aren't going to allow it. They're not going to allow it. And then, a, 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 um Another song uh, that, that helped sort of frame my brain around all of this um, called The Rebel, um, another Irish song. I mean, they, was, people went through a lot of stuff over there. They were never free for a long time, and now you still got you know the Northern Ireland, still six counties up there still aren't free. But um, at the end of the song, you know, be, beware of the, he says, beware of the risen people who will take what you would not give. And, you know, and, and at the end, he calls them tyrants, hypocrites, and liars. And it's so prescient in today's life and in our world here in the United States. I mean, if I went out and just it didn't even tell people what I was talking about, I just started talking about the tyrants, the hypocrites, and the liars, every single person I talked to would say, oh, the government or the Congress or whatever. And how could that be? How could we have got this country have gotten to the point where without even naming a name, or naming an institution you can say three words tyrant hypocrite and liar and people are going to nail the um, the congress the the um, the government in general the deep state the you know the shadow government as we used to call it whatever it is i, I don't know man i just i know i'm on a little bit of a rant today but no absolutely just, no, I, keep, I just no, can't I, we just can't we just can't watch this stuff happen and people aren't people aren't watching this anymore. This isn't like we're having to go, you know, find people to come meet with us to listen to our story. I mean, thousands of people come out to some of these events that we go to. And 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 they're all saying the same thing. You know, we had, you know, we knew something was wrong. We just didn't know what. And if this was part of the what? And if this ignites that 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 passion to get eyes on that passion to, you know, Somebody told me they were going to take, him and his wife were going to go take their lawn chair and go, they had a drop box at the end of their street. They were just going to go sit there and invite all their friends, and just sit there and wait on people to come do something. And of course, they're never going to see anything. But, but, but I would say that that, that that sentinel effect that those people are saying, we're going to watch this. My partner, Catherine Engelbrecht does a big new initiative with the sheriffs uh, called ProtectAmerica.Vote. And um, we're gonna be partnering with sheriffs. We're gonna give them uh, grants to buy some high-end surveillance technology. We're gonna be sucking that into our data center. And we're gonna be evaluating this, this data. We're gonna be applying AI to it. And we're gonna find some cheaters. But more than that, these cheaters are gonna know there's a chance they're gonna get caught. Um, there's, there's all sorts of theories about, about sort of for, uh, how, you, how you stop crimes. And and one of the a friend of mine, Malcolm Sparrow, wrote a book uh, about healthcare fraud called License to Steal." And one of the key premises in 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 Sparrow's book, in in all of his in all of his work, whether it be with credit cards or whatever it is, that there has to be a chance to stop something like this. There has to be a chance that they're going to get caught. Otherwise, they don't care. If they think there's no way I'm going to get caught, um, so one of the key um, uh, 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 written premise in in uh, Sparrow's book was if there if you can create a chance that every single ballot put in there has a chance to be reviewed, or maybe they're fingerprinted or something. There's a chance that they're going to get caught, and they're going to stop. The final thing is that these legislators legislators are too cowardly to do. Tommy, they can stop this crap instantly. You you make. Every instance of ballot fraud, a 10 year minimum sentence, it's done. No one's going to go to jail for 10 years for these people, or 20, or 30, or 40, or 50, or a, life, a lifetime. They're not going to go to jail just to get 400 bucks, or a thousand bucks, or ten thousand bucks. People, people aren't going to do that. There might be a handful, but nothing like we're seeing now. Right now, they have no fear. In Georgia, through all that you've heard, all of our fighting, all of our pissing and moaning, and everybody saying they cheated, they cheated, they cheated, they cheated. You know why it really doesn't matter and you know why they really don't care? It's because it's just a misdemeanor. These people are going to get a $200 fine and a slap on the wrist. Okay, that's not that's not deterring anything. You you make this legit a legit felony, you put these people in prison, and you make it known, you're going to prison. We're not doing a plea deal with you. We're not it's mandatory sentence. Ten years. Put them in prison. This crap will stop instantly, instantly but but these Republican legislators they they're cowards. They have no intention of doing it. absolutely no intention of doing
0: it. Yeah, I went to the University of Georgia, and uh you know thirty thousand students there getting getting hammered drunk every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I think it was when I, was I went like, to
1: Alabama's, I went to Alabama's same thing, especially <laughs> when we play a job that, that 60,000 drug people.
0: Yeah. 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 So yeah. Right. 000. Yeah. They, the two <laughs> cities combined into just a, just a, a pit of debauchery. But I remember, I think it was like 2011 <laughs> or 2012, like my junior year there, they changed some law in like Clark County where Athens is. And uh, they 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 changed it from, if you were caught urinating in public, they changed it from like a hundred dollar fine to you're placed on the uh, sex offender list for life. Man, that that's how you cut it out. Because I would walk home from the bars every Thursday. I had one telephone pole. That was my bathroom. I'll tell you this. Never again. I would rather die from my bladder rupturing. I was like, I am not going on some pedophile. And you know, it's Georgia. So they don't, they'll, they'll leave you on there for life. They don't care. They'll throw you, in, throw you in prison, but that's kind of what you need, or at least the fear of being caught. And that's, Amen. That's kind of what I think it is, is you have to have the fear of being caught. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it's not it something like whenever the FBI like probes it like TSA, don't they like 99% of the time get through? But the thing is, is like if you're trying to get something through TSA, if you're a, a radical fundamentalist terrorist, you're trying to go blow something up. Is that backscatter machine going to catch you? Is the wand going to beep? And oftentimes you only need the fear to keep you in line. Like there are not police present on every stretch of every bit of highway, but man, all you got to do is get whacked once. And for the next decade, you, you, you stay at five over on the freeway because you don't know if it's there. And every individual person is thinking the same thing. And that's the only way you can sort of control the masses. And I think that's what it is, or it has to become so apparent that it, again, it becomes obvious. It becomes, you know, they boiled the frog and they did it very well. But like, once they banned Dr. Malone from Twitter, then people are like, well, hold on. Like, I got banned from YouTube for interviewing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough. And I have friends that are like, wait, wait, what? Why did you get banned? Like, why didn't you watch the episode? People ask me, you I know, mean, I'll send them an email, try to get guests on. And the big question always comes up well, how come you're not on YouTube? You know, they're probably thinking I got a swastika behind me or something. Because, oh, no, I'll, I'll send you the I'm video a call-
1: because of McCullough.
0: Yeah, I'll send you the video. <laughs> I'll send you the video. And they always get back to me. They're like, did that really get you banned? Because it's just Dr. McCullough talking about terms I don't understand. But that's what got me banned. And I think, and who knows? Maybe this is just my own idealism. Maybe it's my own optimism. Maybe I'm being naive. I think, because you're correct, the cheating's always been there just like we saw with COVID, the FDA and the CDC at first it's this, Oh my God, like uh, the big pharma's is in bed at the government. Well, then enough time goes by your, your brain starts ticking. And you go, was it COVID or did COVID pull back the veil? You know, the, I remember when I got arrested for drinking and I was 17 and I tried to tell my parents, it was the first time I was drinking. Oh, really Tom, this is the first time. What, a, what a coincidence. No, it pulled back the veil. It meant that I wasn't allowed to go to Joe's house anymore. (laughs) Like that's what it meant. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it will have to be, is you just have to make it so overt that you almost you have to put the burden of of the crime on the on the mules, on the individuals carrying it out. And that's it's kind of not a good outcome, but I, I think it's the only thing we can lean on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I have no yeah. doubt that that's true. And I, I, think, I think about it and, and um, you know, it, it's, it seems like such a simple solution, right? You and I sit here and laugh about it. We come up with funny stories and, and, sure. and different things that happen. By the way, I have my own, my own drinking stories. I, I was far younger than you were. and we, we stole a case of Falstaff beer from my neighbor's uh, storage room next door to my parents' house. And, uh, and you know, we didn't have any fear we were going to get caught by the cops. We had fear that we were going to get oh, caught yeah. by my dad oh, yeah. and we ultimately did. And so yeah. the, the blowback, the blowback from that was the most severe punishment. i I'd read, i had been better off in prison. Oh, than, oh, 100%. Then dealing, than dealing, than dealing with my dad having caught me, dealing with, which, and it was unbelievably painful The blowback from it too. Yeah. But, but you know, there was a chance I was going to get caught. We waited out. Okay, well, I mean, we were 14. What are you going to do? And we waited out. Like, okay, here we go. And um, you know, I, I regretted that for years after that. I mean, even I, I, you know, when my dad was dying, um, my brother, my brother filled in. There were some sto- pieces to that story that didn't that didn't uh, that were never told. And um, and uh, but he got blamed for it. So my dad was dying, and and. Uh, and so we decided we're just gonna go in and you know just dad, I want to tell you about all this stuff. You were right about this, you're right about that, we did this, we did that. And my brother and my brother, like out of the blue, goes, hey, and you remember when he stole that beer? Let me tell you what he also did. <laughs>
0: Uh, Throw you under the I'm bus like, oh on the deathbed.
1: <laughs> yeah, threw, threw me. Off. Yeah, like, i like, I was like 50 or no, I was younger that. I was like 40 years old. And my dad and uh, my brother's throwing me under the bus for having stolen a case of beer and taking his car out, my dad's car out for a joyride.
0: <laughs> and uh, uh man, I still. I uh, mean, right I'm not.
1: I'm, I'm sure I'm, gonna get, I'm about to get torched by your but by some of the the you know mothers against drunk driving and whatever. But listen, folks, this was in like 1974. I'm I'm a different dude. To,
0: yeah it was, it was just what hey man like i told you i lost my brother to suicide but i uh, i still put the full blame on his shoulders for in 2007 when mom and dad were out of town and they came back and someone had spray painted the fire station down the road you know i i just blame it on <laughs> yeah it wasn't me it was entirely john
1: where i was and i yeah i heard it was john too
0: yeah that's the word on the street yeah, still man. circulating there's no satellite images of that so i you know john i miss you but that was entirely you and if i don't know what the statutes limitations are but that being that being said, you know what
1: the funny the funny part the funny part about it is you know john's up there going right on bro oh
0: no, no. he's oh, no he's, you know, he's going you he's looking down at me he's like you've done no, 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 no. it but to to kind of like pull it back in then what is the and I have to be careful because I've interviewed so many Delta Force guys and CIA ground branch guys and special forces that I do have to be careful about how I word things because I have been I have been approached about uh, inciting violence which I've never done so I always have to clarify right. what I'm saying that I'm not calling for yeah. anything at all.
1: Been there, man. Been that, there, man. I got that, approached here. I got approached here recently about something I said on uh, on True Social that. I mean,
0: and they read it to me and I'm like, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, don't you think that's a little edgy, exciting, inciting violence? I'm like, no.
0: Yeah, no. But they're doing violence. I know for a fact the FBI is a big fan of this podcast. And, uh, you know, hey, so shout out Quantico. Right. But when I look at it, I look at, so that's my disclaimer. But it, so, like you said about the, you know, bringing the lawn chair, watching the drop boxes, setting up a GoPro. Is is that the only thing that can be done? Because once it gets to, you know, Dominion software, I mean, I don't I don't know a thing about computers. So I don't know. You, you know, you have to get some NSA spook to figure that out. But is there anything that people can do that falls short of? Because then you also have to, like, not become the thing you're trying to fight against. You don't want to be some sort of intimidating squadron at at the at the at the ballot, because that's just as bad as as going black block Antifa to intimidate, which I don't 100%. think anyone does. But Is there anything anyone can do? Or is it just eyes open? You know, when, when no one was expecting the sort of the well-coordinated coup on, on, uh, on, on the election. And that's what it was. It was evil, but you have to respect the enemy. It was done beautifully. All the, all the media stations were on lockstep. Social media get banned to give you the label. This has been proved false, or this is misleading. It was beautifully done. It was done like a military operation, because it probably was. But at least this time people are looking for it. You know, the the putting up the whiteboards on the windows so you can't look in, the kicking out the Republican poll watchers, the 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 rolling up with just, you know, vans at two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning, the water leak. Is there anything anyone can do aside from like you and I again, we're sitting here, we're laughing, we're rah-rah. And is there anything anyone can do other than just just go keep your eyes open? You want people to know that they can get caught again it's you don't know if there's a cop on the freeway but you you'll you you err on the side of caution is that yeah. all anyone can do
1: well i think for the for the short haul we've got some problems right we're 100 days out and we don't have a lot we can do um what we are planning on doing um catherine has got this put that partnership i mentioned to you with the uh sheriff's at, uh protect vote. Uh, but part of that is going to be bundling um, um, technology grants to these sheriffs and put in place some really high-end surveillance equipment so that we can, um, you know, get eyes on, create some webs of, of, um, of this equipment so that we can see where these people are going, what they're doing, maybe apply some nice AI to it. Uh, maybe buy some some uh, geo in and, and mash it up and maybe even some, you know, mash in the images or the image. so what we think we can do is we, we can create the combination of open source intelligence and geo intelligence and and the image intelligence, mash it all together, put it in a bucket and then hand it. Maybe not, maybe not literally, but figuratively hand it to the sheriff sitting next to us. So we're working with Sheriff Hayden in, in Johnson Johnson County, um, Kansas, or working with uh, Sheriff Lamb, or working with uh, Dar Leaf up in Michigan, and we're working with all these sheriffs. And we think one of the most important things we can do is figure out where is that 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 not so bright line, and how close can we get to it with our information? We obviously don't want to invade anyone's privacy. We sure. darn sure don't want to suppress it. Don't don't want to suppress any votes. But we do want to have the appropriate eyes on that's not intimidating, in this case, maybe a kind of a you know a tiny little hidden camera with some extraordinary capabilities from the new chips that they develop for these things. And we mash all that up and we give it to the sheriff in near real time and say, hey, here you go, Greg, this dude, Greg Phillips, he's known. Uh, Or whatever. Maybe we don't even ID the guy. Let them figure it out. Right. Or we let them do what they need to do from, um, you know, from a, um, uh, you know, getting the the, uh, sheriff or the uh, courts to unmask the people or whatever it is they've got to do. Let's figure out what that is, bundle it, and then just give it to them and let them and let them action on it. So we believe that that this is part of the answer. It's not all of it, but it's absolutely part of it. For the long haul, that's absolute. This is absolutely true. We've got to continue to build out these fusion centers. Uh, Mike and uh, Mike and Joe Flynn are building something down in Florida. We've got ours. There are a number of these things being built around, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. But going back to the kind of the four key pillars around all of this, they have to clean the voter rolls. If you don't clean the voter rolls, you open the door to all manner of fraud. You have to clean the voter rolls, stop this mail-in ballot stuff. I'd like to go back to, you know, everybody vote in person on election day. I don't care if we give an election day holiday. Amen. Let's do it. Everybody have a holiday. Everybody go vote. Right on stand in line and everybody go vote. But we have to stop this mail-in voting and needs to be on election day. Everybody goes and votes and everybody will be happy that way. Um, And then, they have to eliminate these drop boxes. Make people go vote somewhere that is legitimate. These BS drop boxes are illegitimate. They are ripe for fraud. You wouldn't put anything in there. And let alone the, the the sacredness of a ballot. Are you kidding? I mean, why would you put anything in some bogus box that some moron stood stood up on the side of the road? And then finally, going back to the last one, and I'm gonna harp on this until you know I do get in trouble, but. This has got to be a crime that these people fear, and and it, a a, a two hundred dollar misdemeanor, uh, fi- or two hundred dollar fine for a misdemeanor is not okay. It's just not. We have to make this stick, kind of like your your thing about you know urinate in the street. They okay. have to make this stick. You know, put them on the sex offender roll, put them on, put them in prison for ten years. Do something that hurts, and if they'll do that, then we're going to be we're going to win. We're going to be we're going to be OK.
0: And I don't I don't even have a problem. I mean, I do in the same way you cheer for your team. But like, I don't have a problem with with Trump losing or whoever your candidate is. If it's I'm just with you. make it fair. If you get your ass kicked, hey, it sucks when you get your ass handed to you. It sucks. I was pre-med in college when you studied for 90 hours for a test and you still walked through with a 70 man, it hurts. But. At least you walk away from Do it better going, next time right at least you walk away from it going I gotta go harder next time you don't walk away from it going was that professor did they have it out for me because then the whole thing is, is if the game is rigged you can't play it's that's that's all I want I if Trump genuinely lost I mean I, that's the thing is I could believe it if the election actually just happened that night I could believe that enough people didn't vote for Biden but voted against Trump the foaming at the mouth was so strong. I would I'd never question I'd be, I'd be like yeah I mean they did hit orange man you know but Yeah maybe. It's Yeah. But it's how it happened. It's that's the most that's what the hair stands up on the back of your neck. That's watching it going this isn't normal. And again I think like you said I don't think it's anything new. I think we're just we're seeing it so openly for the first time Right. That so brazen. The only hope I have that because I think a lot of people who even voted for Biden, I think there are a lot of functioning smart adults who deep down in their gut they think something they're not ruling out that something fishy happened. Just just based on their own man, they pause in the middle of the night and then all like ninety nine percent of subsequent ballot I mean, mathematically that's that's impossible. Right. But they hated Trump so much that they kind of, you know, whatever, they're gonna let it slide. And I don't condone that, but I rationally understand it. You know, your your team wins on a BS call and you're just like, yeah, all right, we'll let that slide. We get the trophy. I get it from a, a flawed human standpoint. Really, the only hope I have now is that people who might have just watched it happen and not say anything, I think we're really more than ever in my lifetime. I'm only 31, more than ever in my lifetime. Are we seeing the elections have consequences? In two years, the economy has tanked. They've printed 80% of US dollars in existence. The, the vaccine mandates, the wild censorship, the grooming of children. Never has it been more apparent. I mean, buy an electric car is the new, let them eat cake. Never has it been more apparent that you know, you can let you can let the empire decay so long as you have bread and circus. They're censoring the circus and the you can't afford the bread. And that's kind of my only hope is the people who would silently go along with it, even though deep down they think it was a little hairy. Now they're looking at it, I hope, and going, I can't, I can't fill up my gas tank. A bag of chicken at Walmart went from $4 to $11, and that's when I can find it. I don't really know if there's a question there, if that's my own rant, or if I'm just treating you as a therapist. But
1: Oh, listen, man. Uh, listen, you're, you're echoing what we hear every day out there. I mean, we're talking to people, and these are, we're not talking about Republicans. I mean, people are coming up and talking to us. And I mean, people, a st- guy stopped me in the Las Vegas airport the other night. Uh, I'll, I'll do even better than that. I was getting on the Southwest plane. The Southwest pilot came out and talked to me. The two people sitting next to me um, were one was an undercover cop, and the other, the, his wife owned a gun shop. Some people on the other side, um, uh, African-American couple, um, and we all got talking about this thing, and this is, this is on a plane, and we're all sitting there talking about this thing, and only one of them identified themselves as a Republican, that was the pilot, um, the other, the, the two on my, on my right, one of them said he was a Democrat, the undercover cop, but he said he was almost embarrassed by it, the, um, the lady um, next to me, that ran the gun store, says so she was a, a libertarian. The other two just defined themselves flat out as Democrats, and not one of them wanted to talk about anything other than the mules. And they wanted to talk about do you, wh- where else is this happening? Is this ha- did you did you one of the people one of the, one of the couples was from Las Vegas? Did you, did you look in Las Vegas? Do you we know what's happening in Las Vegas? And, and so this goes over and over and over and over and over again. All of the things that are happening down in San Luis, Arizona, are Democrat on Democrat. I mean, these people will do anything to keep money, power, and control. But going back to how I started this thing, tyrants, hypocrites, and liars are all going to be exposed by by the patriots. And they're all going to come back, and they're going to take what's been taken from them. And for whoever's listening, I don't mean like <laughs> you know, nobody's going to get killed. I'm not talking about, you know, or not insurrectioning. Peace I'm just and telling I'm. you, people are going to, exactly. P- people are going to recover their freedom. They're going to take it back. And there's nothing the other side can do about it. And so I think as they always do, they overplayed their hand and they overplayed their hand in a big way this time. And they have no idea what to do about it.
0: And I think they probably, and it's kind of Scooby-Doo, I could have gotten away with it. I think they could have gotten away with it had they just slowed their role. If they had done COVID in like 2029, 2029- and I've interviewed the head of the Soviet Union bioweapon program, Ken Alabek, thefect of the United States in 1991, as well as Dr. Malone and, uh, what's the other one, Dr., the one that got, um. I'm having a blank here, oh, well, was charged for, uh, no, Malone, McCullough, and I have had then. Um,
1: oh, oh, Dr. Um, Gold?
0: Uh no, uh no, I'm trying to remember his name. The 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 guy that was wrongfully charged for the anthrax case after 2001. Man, oh, I'm pulling a oh, blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've interviewed him. I've interviewed Dr. Nass, the other anthrax expert, and Dr. So, yeah, They're all looking at this. I don't want to put words in any of their mouth. but So when I say they did COVID, I mean they did COVID. But had they done it in like 2029? Had they like slowed the role, of the censorship, just one person a year? start with Alex Jones, wait 18 months, get Milo, wait 18 months, maybe knock out Steven Crowder, little tiny baby steps. They could have gotten away with it because they've been getting away with it. I would argue since November 22nd, 1963, you could go back even further and say 1913. They've been getting away with it. And again, they've been doing it masterfully. Just little baby steps, just turn it up a little bit, just turn it up a little bit. It's too much, too fast. They're grabbing too much way too fast and
1: and this thing where they're going to try to indict trump is going to crack it open
0: yeah it's it's getting there which then makes me think to like these people they're not stupid as much as everyone wants to say oh the idiot you're not an idiot you get to the white house through through a fair process or through cheating, you don't do that by being stupid. That's just the case. That's just how you get, you get away with cheating and football. You're not stupid if you've got a doctor that's getting you some hormones that can't be detected with no metabolites. You're not stupid. You could be evil. You are not stupid. Calling them stupid is giving them, is giving them way too much benefit of the doubt. When I think about everything we're talking about, it's so overt. It's so brazen. It's going to get cracked open. You have to wonder, has this been war-gamed in? Do they want the response? Sure. Because we don't live in a vacuum. We sure. live in a world. I mean, you know, no think question. like a few good men, like you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We don't live on planet America. We have less than 20, we have, excuse me, we have what, 300 million times 10, 3 billion times two. We have less than one twentieth of the world's population, less than 5% of the world's population. There is a hungry, hungry world in the shifting sands of time and millennia and power from the great pyramids to landing on the moon. We don't live on planet America. We live in a very dark, clawing world of natural selection that's been going on from dinosaurs to nation states. They might war game it out to where you and I are looking at it going, Th- they're being overt, they're going to get caught, but there might be a higher hand going, yeah, we want it to get caught. We want this thing to rip itself apart. Again, I don't really know yeah, if yeah, I have a they question in there.
1: They wa- yeah. Yeah, well, they want to take over the elections, right, so they can yeah. control it forever. Because yeah. if this thing does blow up, they're going to say, look, we, can't, we just can't trust the states to do this. So in some ways, they like us bitching and complaining about it, right? That Absolutely. way that gives them another reason to say, hey, they, even Greg said that, that this thing was unfair. Um, yeah. you know that that's for sure out there but i think that this that the long game they've been playing started on december 16th at the willard hotel in 2016 where soros got them all together and said never again will we do this we're going to lay this out and and when they couldn't when that plan didn't work and they couldn't do all the way to destroy him they cannot help themselves now that they have to go all in and they're gonna try to indict him and they're gonna try to get him convicted so that he can't run again. But if that happens, if that happens, if that, that inevitability makes its way through, um, you know, if anybody can beat it, it's Trump. But um, I, I don't know what happens. I, I just don't. I mean, I think all bets are off. I mean, you know, a lot of people in the IC community, and so do I. And, you know, we've had this conversation between between us all. and And, you know, there's no real consensus amongst people as to what exactly is going to happen. It's and an um, and, it, and 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 that's frightening. These are smart people. Like you said, I mean these are not stupid people. Yeah. And um, you know, if some of the smartest, uh, brightest people I know and that are, you know, running psychological operations and info ops all over the world, and and they believe, first of all, that this is all an info op and oh my gosh, it's out of control and nobody's, you know, nobody's got the football. I'm not, I don't where does it go man
0: That's I think terrence McKenna terrence McKenna the philosopher ethnobotanist and psychedelic uh uh admirer I guess advocate aficionado he, he, aficionado well studied man <laughs> of uh died in the year 2000 <laughs> but he had a great quote you know and if you you know his voice is so weird and eerie but he's like the real terror is realizing that the world isn't run by the Republicans or the Vatican's or the Jews or the Jesuits, it's run by nobody. And that's the terror is when you realize the car is heading towards the cliff. And not only is there nobody in the driver's seat, there isn't a driver's seat. And you go, oh my God, this thing's hurtling down a highway at night. And you're going <laughs> somehow, it's like what Eisenhower said. He was like, we've painstakingly set up this civilization over millennia. When he gets to the top and he realizes there was like no plan for continuity of government, if like nukes went off, he was like, uh, uh, it's this, this cold terror sets in that you go, oh, you, you, you break down and hypothetically, you, you, you open the cockpit door, I don't need the NSA breaking down my doors, and you see no one in the cockpit and you go, oh, this is, okay.
1: This is interesting. There's 500
0: <laughs> people on this plane, we're going through a thunderstorm okay and then you realize there was never a pilot and you go well how do we get this far <laughs> but so that kind of brings me because one of my favorite things and i've interviewed the author uh garrett graff who wrote the book and i know i gotta i'll like, let you go in a minute uh the author uh, of uh, raven rock uh about continuity of government continuity of operations uh enduring constitutional freedom i've interviewed ron moeller of the cia who was involved in something at raven rock and just before this one i had on Peter Dale scott he's he's 93 he's like an OG author about JFK, 9-11, all that good stuff. And we just talked about continuity of government, really starting under Eisenhower in the 50s, or I guess Truman to Eisenhower, the whole bunker system. And that was initially for nuclear war. And then it expanded to biological war, chemical war, economic warfare. You know, what happens if the oceans rise? All threats too, as Ed Snowden says, national security is not about America's security. It's about the security of the, the national elite. They planned for everything, and I mean everything. Doctor Hatfield—that's the guy's name I was thinking of earlier. But they planned for everything and every operation, and they war-gamed about what would happen here, what would happen here. How do you split the country into quadrants? How do you stop this? How would you, would you recover? You I mean they—they they had these antennas by that were made by I think AT and for the nuclear bunkers. They'd come out like a missile silo after the nuclear blast. And then after the secondary nuclear blast, they had another silo and another silo. There were plans for everything to get wiped out and like the density of granite and how you'd relay connections. And that's what ARPANET was built for, was to keep Cheyenne Mountain and, and the Green Bar Hotel and Mount Weather and Raven Rock and the White House Command Center. They thought of every contingency, the paranoia of the Cold War is something that fascinates me to no end with Curtis LeMay and and Joseph McCarthy and James Jesus Angleton. That whole rant. I and and this is maybe this is just the doe eyed hopefulness in me. I can't imagine that there was never a contingency plan for taking over an election because ask anyone with any moderate amount of intelligence You know you can't take on the the U.S. military gun for gun, tank for tank, missile for missile. What's what's the path of least resistance? I don't know. Just win the election and then demolish it from within. The hopeful, you know, praying, you know, blue-eyed, red, white, and blue America, I can't accept on a rational level, just from the number of books I've read, that there wasn't a contingency plan for what happens if the Reds take over. What I can accept is maybe the whole thing's just rotted through and the people in charge of the contingency plan are in on it as well. But I want to tie that all into the the article I read, I think, last month, where I think they quote you about something 10 times larger than 2,000 mules and how you were working with agencies for the last 15 or 18 months. Is there any truth to anything I just said, or am I approaching like, uh, I'm going to die territory?
1: You know, I think that I think that what we're going to expose is, it, first of all, in its face, it's super easy to understand. It's not a, a technical leap for anyone to say, oh, OK, wow, that's <laughs> freaking ridiculous. Everybody's going to be able to grab that no matter who they are, or where they are. They're going to be able to get that. Uh, because we we have the goods, we participated in the op. We were part of the op. We were in communication with the target uh, at the behest of the government. Um, we we were involved deeply in this in this CIO. I think what what's going to frighten people when they understand the gravity of what it is we're telling them, and then when we tell them that in the end, we were betrayed by the United States government, and they turned it on us and went and told the enemy that it was us that did it, that it was our fault, and that we had penetrated their systems and that we had done all of this stuff. And this is the United States government that we worked for, that we were we were engaged with. Um, we were, we were planning with, we were executing with, um, and we were operating with, but for them to turn it on us and blame us, it's going to stun people. The worst part about the whole thing is everything that people are going to learn because the, the op effectively stopped when they, when they did blame us, everything we're going to tell you is still in place everything and they are scared to death that it's going to come out they we've had, we've been accused of everything from <laughs> stealing things to i mean it's just just nonsense they're doing everything they can do to shut us up they've got every ci that they've got trying to get to us or, or uh, they've got i mean they're doing everything they can do i mean everywhere we go we make a speech there's a little squirrely dude in the back with his camera you know, taking, you know, t- yes, <laughs> getting all thing. And and it's hilarious, right? And and then we'll get a call like a few days later, hey, we heard you said something to somebody about this. And I'm like, like, yeah, you moron, that was the knob. We ran on you to figure out who it was who was telling on us or who it was that was trying to nail us. And and you know, and it's just got to be so stupid that we're just I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for it to get out there. Um, there's some other entanglements to it that have recently come up. There are actually, um, we I presented to some prosecutors on um, Monday. What is today? Tuesday? Wednesday. What is today? Wednesday? What is today? Wednesday. Okay, so Monday. I presented to some prosecutors in another state, and um, they're going after it. They're going after the whole thing. They're going to stand up a grand jury, and they're going to go get them. And and I'm telling you, this is this is going to blow everything up that everyone thinks about this election. All of the you, you know in the mules we started it off by you know Chris Krebs and all those guys. It's the most you know secure election in American history. Yeah, we we got this. It's not about mules. You don't have to you don't have to believe anything about geo You don't have to believe anything. Like you just have to just sit and listen, and um two two or three minutes later, I'll have you convinced that that uh that everybody was in on it, everybody, and they knew it, and the op was an op on us and not on not on the perks
0: and it's ten times bigger than two thousand mules.
1: It is confirming of all the things that people suspect. Well, you,
0: you, you can, you can, you can end the podcast on a on a on a chilling note. That you got me scared. I don't know if I should be scared or excited, 100%, bro. I'm uh
1: you know, it's a little of both. I mean, we've we, got I've got both excitement and anxiety going on all at the same time. So, uh, what are you gonna do, man? Find God. <laughs>
0: that's that's kind of that's yeah. my logic after all this. Hey,
1: like flag ain't saving Amen, you Fine
0: god but uh <laughs> whew, mr greg phillips j- making my heart rate go through the roof good lord my friend
1: brother thanks um, thanks for having me brother i appreciate you so much I, man
0: i'd love to have you on a million more times my podcast is yours guys go check out uh patriot games and i will put that in the description as well as your website your truth social the episode with uh jeff prather that was a, a brilliant episode God, he was supposed to pop in today shout out mr prather you bailed on us today we're both heartbroken and i'm not sure if we can forgive you but love um you, jeff. i love you too jeff um greg thank you so much man i will send this to you when it's up and uh yeah closing words closing thoughts
1: i appreciate you so much man it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an amazing hot august and uh, we really look forward to all of it man, before it okay. gets up with you again
0: oh god my man's scaring me. My man's as long as the nuclear war comes. My birthday is August 7th. As long as the nuclear war comes after that. So well, let me hit it. You're, hit good, 30
1: you're 30. good. You're good to your birthday. Okay. Woo. Woo.
0: Woo. All right. Well, uh on a on a pause on another note, uh, anybody listening, a uh, podcast resumes Monday, I'll be out of town. Please go check out all of Mr. Phillips stuff. Be in the description. And dude, thank you so much. And I will text this to you when good it's bro. God bless. Thank you for everything you've done. Stay safe, everybody. And again, for the millionth time, no violence was incited on this podcast. All peace and love. We love each other. God bless. God.